Hello everybody, welcome to the Upward Facing Dog podcast. So I'm very excited to be here. I'm recording my very first episode and yeah, I feel a bit nervous because I was thinking about doing a podcast for a very, very long time, but I didn't get to it until now. And even now I'm kind of like, yeah, this is kind of an experiment. I don't know how it will work. I didn't even start to look for guests, but I said I would just want to record the first episode, which I'm going to do like an interview <laughs> with myself. But before that, I want to tell you a little bit what this podcast is going to be about. So Upward Facing Dog is my newest project that I'm working on, and it's about bringing yoga for people who are suffering from depression. And I hope to do it in a very inclusive way, that it will really be very affordable and everybody can just participate. Every kind of body, every kind of person, whatever situation they are in. And yeah, in order to do that, I needed to kind of dive a bit into my own story of depression, which I will talk about it soon in a few minutes. And I also needed to dive in into my own story of yoga. But I'm very curious to also talk about other people, other yogis, other yoga teachers, other people who are working with people with depression, um, just to hear more opinions. Like I feel like I'm just starting this and I'm really curious to hear more stories that are just <laughs> not just my story. And I think it's important to talk about this subject. I think a lot of us, and me included, we kind of hide it. We don't really feel comfortable talking about it. It's kind of embarrassing. People are also don't really know how to deal with it. There is a whole, this veil of shame around mental health, which is really not healthy, not for the people who are suffering from mental health issues, but also for the rest of society. Like even if you are healthy, you always have this fear of what happened to you if you also be considered as mentally ill and if you're already suffering so you know this being ashamed of it and hiding it really doesn't make it better so this is like in two sentences why i think we should talk about it there is also a lot of subject about the connection between yoga and depression that are interesting to me like what helps in yoga like why is yoga so known for being helpful with depression is it really that helpful should we treat it as a soul cure is it smart to use only yoga in order to heal yourself from depression can you really heal yourself from depression um i have my own opinions about these things but i'm really curious to hear other people's opinion as well um yeah what helps what doesn't help and how can we bring it to more people that's also a question that really interests me and what people really need and what they really want. This is also something I hope to gain from this podcast. So yeah, as always, I'm very ambitious, but we will see what will actually come out of it. And I wrote like a few questions I want to ask my guests. And I thought it would make sense that in the first episode, I will just ask myself these questions. And I will give you also a little bit of a background about myself and how did I came to even do this? So the first question is about how did I find yoga? So that was very, very long time ago. I told this story <laughs> um, 
more than a few times. When I was 18 years old, my sister convinced me to come with her to India. And I was just finishing high school and I was before military service. Like in Israel, everybody has to do military service. So I was already enlisted. I know when I'm going to start, but I had a little bit of a break in between. And we did like something like three or four weeks of travel in India. And I think for the bigger part of the first week, we we took part in this yoga course. It was kind of intensive every day, a few hours. And I just immediately felt a really good connection with it. I didn't took it very seriously in the beginning, like after this course, that I really enjoyed and learned a lot from, and I'm still very thankful for as a good base and a good starting point. But to be honest, for the good part of my military service, I didn't practice at all. That's like two years. And when I finished, like the, one of the first things I've done was to go back to practicing yoga. But also then I was like on and off, and it's also connected to my story with depression. It's hard to disconnect <laughs> the story with depression and the story with yoga because like after this time in on and off in yoga, and one of the reasons I stopped is because I had like a clinical depression, like really by the book, I was in bed, I didn't done anything. I quitted all of the things I've done. I didn't register college as I wanted to. And I was just in bed the whole time. And I just didn't know what to do with myself. And I felt very disconnected from myself, from the world. I was very afraid what would become with my life. It all looked very like purposeless and meaningless. And yeah, I was in a very dark place and it was very, very hard to motivate myself to do anything. And it was even harder to just believe in myself that I can do something from this life and I can enjoy this life. And yeah, it's still hard for me to talk about it. It was a very dark time and in many ways, I'm still trying to figure out myself what happened. But at some point, yeah, I got to rock bottom and it was quite dramatic. And I found myself in a hospital after a suicide attempt. And I usually never talk about that. And yeah, but that, that happened. And in a way, it was good because when I got to rock bottom, I kind of had to climb up. Like there was really nowhere lower than that. So I started very, very slowly and carefully to climb out of that. I continued my medicine. I took it also before the suicide attempt, but it kind of made it even worse. Maybe it was also what created the suicide attempt. I don't know. Yeah, so I continued with medicine. I went to therapy. And I've started to do yoga again. Yeah, like after the suicide attempt, I had to move to my parents' house. And at some point, I also started college and a new job. And yeah, life looked a bit more normal (laughs) again. But I was still quite unhappy. Like I I managed to go through the, the deep depression. And I felt much more stable. And I felt much more normal in a way. And... Yeah, like I'm, again, a part of society, but I still had a lot of like really burning questions about who I am and what is life and what the fuck am I even doing here on this earth? And I was unhappy at school. Like I was dreaming about going to this college and becoming an art teacher and becoming an artist for really the bigger part of my life until then, my young life then. And although I achieved everything I so-called wanted, I was still 
very unhappy and I had to work almost a full-time job next to that and it was just like too much. At some point I understood that I just have questions that I have nobody around me to answer. I, I wanted to learn more about karma. I wanted to learn what it even means. I don't know, I had this kind of a fascination with this word. I wanted to practice much more. Like I was really not interested anymore in this path that I thought that I wanted. And I wanted to explore a totally different path that I didn't have any role models for in my life at the time. So I've done a very brave slash stupid move and uh, just left college and went to India. And literally in a matter of days, I found really good yoga teachers and I enrolled into an introduction to Buddhism course, 10 days that really changed my life forever. I, since then, more or less consider myself Buddhist. Yeah, it really changed my life in a very, very powerful way. And I spent six months in India. I done really a lot of study, a lot of practice, a lot of self-inquiry. I tried all kind of stuff and I, I had fun. I had a lot of fun also, but it was really like a spiritual journey. It was not like a travel, like I didn't do a lot of like sightseeing or things like that. It kind of became boring. And after six months, I came back to Israel and I traveled Israel as well. And I, I didn't really land that really good. Like I had some plans and some things that I wanted to do in Israel, but it didn't really work out as I wanted. And I was depressed again and very, very, very confused. And I didn't succeed in kind of building a normal life in Israel. Like it just, it didn't work. I really tried. To the end of it, it kind of worked again when things started to settle and I, after more than six months of not having my own apartment or even longer, I did cut my own apartment in the end and that didn't work. So I moved back to my parents' house and I moved to another apartment and I was just kind of, yeah, in, in this last apartment, I, I, I again started to build something that you can call a normal life. Like I had this apartment, I had a job, it was not really good, but I had a job, which was something at the time. <laughs> yeah, and I also registered again to like Ayurveda school. I wanted to become an Ayurvedic therapist, but there was still something in me <laughs> that was not really at all with that. And I decided to go to India again. I, I, I didn't really decide to go to India again. I think I need to correct that. I decided to apply to work as a volunteer in the school that I used to learn while I was in India two years before that. And I was lucky enough that they accepted me. So I got the job and I had the excuse to run away from Israel again. And I've done that. And at that point, I also understood like I'm not going back to Israel. Like there is something with me and this place. But then I understood karma a bit better and I said, like, you know, the karma there is not right for me. It was a feeling like of, I really tried, but it doesn't work and I, I might want to try somewhere else. So I've been in India, but I always knew it will be like for a while. Like there were times while I was there that I thought I can stay there longer. But it was clear to me quite from the beginning that... I'm not a citizen there. I have no interest in being a citizen there. You can get very long visas. You can tweak the visa systems in ways that you can stay there for a very long time. But I didn't feel this is what I really, really wanted. And I also had a relationship there that also was not very clear how much I really want to be in it. 
And I ended up being there like a little bit more than a year. Like I worked in this center for the whole season. I think it was around nine to 10 months or something like that. Then I made a short visit to Israel and then I went to Nepal to do a retreat that went really badly, really, really badly um, for many different reasons. I don't want to go into right now just to stay on topic. Yeah, and then I understood actually that I want to go to Germany. My sister was already here. The same sister that dragged me to India with 18. She was already here and she really wanted me to come. Like even when I just been here to get my visa for India on my German passport, she really wanted me to stay and to live in Berlin. And that was when I left to India, that was clear to me that like when I'm finished in India, how long I'm going to be there, I didn't know. But I knew that after that, I'm trying Germany. Like if it's not going to work there, it's going to maybe work in Germany. And I have to say that so far I'm here for seven years and life are pretty good. I, I met a cute guy, we even got married, we live together for four and a half years now. And we have a dog and I'm teaching yoga and I cannot say I'm living my dream life. I don't even know whatever that means. But I think I'm an, definitely from the mental health point of view, I'm in a much, much, much more stable and healthy place. I still have my days or even weeks and months. Um, I don't feel enlightened or I don't feel like I achieved super mental health. But I think that I'm much closer to at least the, yeah, like whatever normal means. But I guess like the, the clinical definition of normal, you know, I think I, I'm pretty close. <laughs> it's it's really hard to measure, and it also doesn't mean much. But at least for myself, I feel I I feel like I, I achieved a certain normality, at least the way I see it. Which for me, it, it mostly means that I'm like a member of society. I live in the world. I'm not in bed the whole day, and I don't cry as much. I don't have that much drama in my life. Things are pretty relaxed most of the time. Not all of the time, but that's, that's again, that's, that's normal. Yeah, so that was that, like as short as I can make it. And I think it also covered depression story with my yoga story. The other questions that I wanted to ask people is what in yoga help you to recover from depression and it's a big topic it's a big question <laughs> so I had to think about it in advance before recording it's hard to narrow it down to a few points but I, I did try it. so the first thing that really helped me yeah like I think that in yoga there are like two levels like there is the immediate satisfaction you can say like you go to a yoga class and it feels great and it's very relaxing and it's helping you to connect with your body and your breath and your mind and forget about anything else outside. Uh, especially if you have a good teacher and especially in the beginning when I was like really motivated and really focused on the practice. I really felt this. Like now I think it's harder as a teacher. It's really, it's kind of embarrassing to say, but I find it hard to take classes with other teachers because I find it hard to disconnect from this judgment of how they teach or trying to learn from how they teach because like this is so good. So it's also kind of, it's also a form of judgment. 
And also my practice really, really changed with the time. Like I think the intensity of it kind of changed. Like it became much more integrated into my life. Like it's not like this special thing that I'm doing. And in the beginning, it was like this special thing and it had a very special atmosphere to it. So I think that helped me a lot. Just like this disconnection from the rest of my life and like this bubble of space when I can just be myself and just practice with myself things that I know that I need to develop in myself, like strength and flexibility and focus and all the wonderful things you can learn for yoga practice. And I had really good teachers also. I was very thankful for that. And I am still. And the other thing, especially when I started to dive deeper into yoga, when I went to India and I really took teachers that brought me to a much deeper level of yoga and especially like this whole connection with Buddhism, which I always see as a part of my yoga practice. I know that a lot of people like to separate the two, but in my point of view, or for my story at least, like I I cannot separate them. I don't even try anymore. So this whole thing gave me a lot of purpose and a sense of belonging which is also something that was really missing in my life until that point. I never felt like I belong anywhere. And then all of a sudden I met all of these Buddhists and we shared a lot of common and I understood that yoga has much more to offer me and I actually used it and it felt really good and I was with people doing the same thing. And that was helpful in and of itself. But actually, it can be anything. Like, in order to have space for yourself, you can also do any kind of other sport or craft or whatever. In order to feel a sense of belonging, you can do it with anything. It doesn't have to be necessarily yoga. But I think that yoga gave me and Buddhism gave me that I did not get while painting or dancing or something like that, which also can give this kind of, and also gave me personally this kind of sense of belonging and of working and doing something that distracts me or give me a break. Maybe it's a better word than distracting, but it really gave me, it's a deeper understanding. Like when I really made the effort to explore deeper then it really gave me a framework that made sense to me. And this is something I also didn't have in my life. And this is something that I see in people around me, people on the street or friends or in all kinds of different situations. I think like it's not good that people don't have any kind of spiritual framework in their life. Yeah, they only have like the material framework that we live in, in our very material society. I use the word material, although it's maybe not the best word, but there is some kind of a paradigm that we live in. And this is the only paradigm people know. And it's very, very disconnected from spirituality. And I think a lot of people feel that. And and I think a lot of people suffer from depression because of that. Because you have also, like I had, there are many other people that you have just questions that nobody knows the answer to. And nobody even tries to figure it out. And what I really like about yoga is that in a way it gives me this framework, but it is not a fixed framework. It's not a dogma. Like I am allowed to explore it. I'm even encouraged to explore it and to experience it for myself. I rarely, maybe I'm lucky. I know that there are a lot of other yoga teachers that do see it in a very, very dogmatic way, but really to the bigger extent of the teachers that I studied with. Or you can even say, I don't know, I was not 
lucky I also made a constant choice <laughs> to stay with teachers that really gave me the feeling that this is mine to explore and mine to understand and they are just giving me food for thought and not necessarily they are giving me dogma this is how it works this is who you are and this is how the world is working end of story and yeah I think that's the beauty of it really that it does give you a lot of understanding a much deeper understanding and a much more holistic understanding of yourself and of the world and at the same time it is non-dogmatic so that's um quite amazing actually and i think that also what happened with time is that through my practice i decreased the amount of drama in my life and at least at the moment this is something i'm the most thankful for like i'm reflecting a lot lately about my past and i just think like what a drama queen <laughs> i used to be and how much like self-pity i experienced and how much i suffered from that and how yeah also thinking that you are the worst person in the world it's kind of the same as thinking that you are the best person in the world like it's both kind of thinking that you are extremely different from other and you are a unique snowflake and your experience is the only experience there's something really 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 egocentric about it and I think that through my practice I understood it pretty early and I slowly very slowly try to deconstruct it and now I still have this ability to create drama but I use it much more wisely like I use it consciously when I say like okay Here I draw the line and here I need to make some noise because it's necessary right now. And this is like such an amazing ability I didn't have 10 years ago. I really, really didn't have it at all. And I think it comes mostly from my practice. Like I really don't know where else can it come from. Like some people, yeah, you know, you just get older, you get more subtle. But I see a lot of people my age and even older that still didn't figure it out. Like, of course, age and time does stuff for you. I... I'm not trying to say that this is not true, but I think that time and age practicing does more for you. That's at least my experience, especially in working with my mind and getting to know myself and feeling like, yeah, I'm not a slave to my emotions. Like I cannot say that I'm the master. I don't think it's my goal anymore in any kind of a way, but I think that I'm a much more wiser observer and that's pretty cool I have to say and I still have a lot to learn I, I'm, I'm sure I can get much much more better than that but yeah I think that was really one of the biggest things and one last point of what really helped me it's also the sense of hope that yoga gives you yoga gives you a sense give you some kind of a premise that you can change And I didn't have it in other parts of my life. Like, especially if you come from the art world. So you're either talented or you're not talented. And when I got to art school, it was already like that. Like people were already being sure that they are talented and are going to be amazing artists or you're not. And there is like a feeling like you cannot gain these qualities and you cannot change. And I also felt like I cannot change. And there is also this saying in the world that it was going a lot around me like yeah you know people don't change and 
you know, life is hard and all kind of pessimistic talk about, you know, yeah, this is just how life is, you know, people lie and cheat and the world is a shitty place. And I don't think the world is a wonderful place. Like there is a lot of darkness, but there is also a lot of light. And for a person with depression, it's really hard to see the easier parts of life, the beautiful parts of life. And if you have people all around you that do give you like this positive feedback, so you also hear it and see it much more than a normal person or somebody who is not suffering from mental health. I don't know if normal is the right word for that. But when you are suffering from mental health issues, the pessimistic sides of the world becomes much louder. And yoga gave me a very, very optimistic point of view of the world. And I all of a sudden, as I said before, I, I met new friends. I made myself a part of a different community which was at the core very optimistic as a radical reaction on, on purpose. You know, it was not just be optimistic people. It was people that chose to be optimistic. And I'm by nature still, I don't consider myself an extremely optimistic person. Like it's one of my biggest struggles still. Um, especially, you know, living with my husband, which is like so optimistic to points where I even feel like it's ridiculous. And... And you just have this calm about this world. He's really trusting. Like I don't know if it's so much about optimism as much as it is about trust. Like he just trusts the world to not be shitty to him. He just trusts the world as a generally speaking safe and fair place. And he trusts life to work for him. And I just, I just cannot do it. I really try. But it's something that I really admire in him. And I really try to improve in myself to, yeah, to the best of my ability. I have a very different story than he has. So I think that has a lot to do with that. And I don't know if I can ever reach this kind of level that is maybe really saved for white privileged men. I don't know. I'm still pondering about that. Um, but yeah, I think that generally speaking, what I did want to say, <laughs> just to close this point, is that yoga is a very optimistic kind of practice that states that you can change. If you practice, you will change and you are not a fixed being. You don't have a fixed body. Things change all the time. Change is needed and change is possible. And that is a very, very strong statement in our world when people are just trying to put you down very often. And it was definitely whatever you want to believe about the world or don't want to believe about the world. Definitely for me, especially at the times when I was very, very depressed, that was like a message I needed to hear. And it really, really helped me because that was like one of my biggest fear that I cannot change and I'm just fucked up and this is who I am and I need to live like that for the rest of my life. And I'm young and I still didn't do anything. And I already hate myself. So the promise that I'm not stuck like this for the rest of my life was very, very helpful and was a big, big relief. So I also wanted to talk a little bit 
also with myself and also with other people about other things that help me because as I said I'm not quite sure that treating yoga as a soul cure to depression it's a very smart idea and I know from my own experience that was definitely not the case I would never ever say that I cured myself from depression through yoga I never use this word I will never promise anything like that not in written and also not in spoken it's it's just not true and in some cases it's a very very dangerous mental illness and you need to treat it in more than one dimension and I know for myself yes there were times I took pills and for some time it was helpful I don't think my doctor was very skillful I have to say that as well but yeah it helped me for the I don't know how many months I took it maybe six months or a bit more so that was one tool I used that I can say that was helpful even if it was just like a placebo thing it helped and what helped much, much more was talking therapy. So I seen different therapists, again, some of them smarter, some of them less, some of them had better connections, some of them less. I think all in all, I saw, like in the critical times of depression, I met at least four or five, but there were like two that was I had a reconnection to, and I was there for a very long time. And actually the person that helped me the most, she is also, a psychotherapist but we also used a lot of alternative methods like we've done hypnosis and past life remember at the time it was really really helpful with just somebody who was working out of the box and she really helped me with a lot of things and i don't know i became more cynical being in germany for so long i think it's kind of connected but at the time this stuff really helped i also then i, I didn't took it like you know, this is for sure something that happened to me past life. But it was interesting to explore this kind of other parts of myself that were somewhere there in my subconscious for some kind of a reason. So that really helped just to also release some kind of emotional baggage through this process, whatever it was really stories from my past life or not. And we also done other stuff. Like that's also important to say, like we also talked a lot about things and we talked also about practical things that, you know, traditional therapists, you know, they don't like to do. There were some elements of coaching there as well. And this kind of combination of therapy and coaching and spiritual stuff, that was for me a very, very good combination. And if you can find this kind of a therapist, I think it really helps. And I think that in the end, whatever it's a yoga teacher or therapist or um acupuncture therapist or whatever kind of person you're working with it's really important to just find somebody that you feel comfortable with and you have a good connection with because this is really like almost half of the work and I think there are even like some experiments that were done that really proved that it's really not maybe half but I think it was around a third like a third of the success of a therapy depends on the connection between the patient and the therapist. So that's quite amazing. Another thing that really helped was my family. Again, it may be just pure good karma or luck or whatever you want to call it. And I know that unfortunately not everybody have this support system, but I think like when I really thought to myself what really helped me at the time was my family. They were really unconditionally loving, supporting to the best of their abilities although I think very differently from them, although I created immense amount of drama in our life that was really not helping them at all and not making their life easier, they were still there for me. 
and that was really amazing and I'm extremely thankful for that and I don't know if I want to turn this into some kind of an advice is to really allow your family to support you and ask for help I know that I could have asked for help much earlier and my family would help me much earlier and a lot of shit could have been prevented and we need to go through this stuff but I think that if you are going through it right now consider asking for help soon try to see if you can find this place in you and just be thankful also just be thankful if it's good friends or it's good family that you have whatever kind of a support system that you do have because most people do have some kind of a supporting system just appreciate them I know that I didn't really appreciate it I think that also part of what make me wait maybe a bit too long in order to ask for real help I was not really that thankful at the time as well <laughs> which I kind of regret right now but yeah that was invaluable definitely even if it was just like giving me space and time and money and a roof over my head and something to eat that's a lot that's really a lot and yeah over long periods of time with a lot of patience to my process that was long and not easy and sometimes didn't look like a progress at all so yeah I mostly now I can totally appreciate that and I think that I've done again that my family didn't really appreciate it at the time was travel like I think that going outside of my bubble of the life that I always knew was extremely helpful and this is also kind of a dangerous advice like I don't say you know if you want to cure your depression leave everything and go to India for a year like no I don't think it's it's true for everybody I think it's probably not true for most people but for me it really helped just allowing myself to do these travels mostly in the sense again things that I might regret a little bit now is that I maybe overdone that, that I allowed myself to not focus at all on study and career. And instead of that, I really, really focused on self-care and healing and studying and practicing for years, like really years at the time. I made again and again the choice that I don't want to continue with these studies because I'm not really sure that this is what I want to invest all of my energy in. And I know how much energy it takes to actually finish uh, these kind of studies. So I went to India again and again. I invested a lot of time. I've done tons of course, weekend course, four-day course, 10-day courses. Um, yeah, I gave up for a lot of things. And I don't regret doing that. I, the only thing that I regretted, I didn't really thought about building some kind of a, another kind of occupation because I was just so lost and I didn't really know what I wanted to do and this is just the way things went but of course now I'm 33 and I, I do feel sometimes a bit behind like I feel you know that some people they start with their yoga teacher career much earlier or they become yoga teachers knowing that they have some kind of other occupation that they can always fall into and I also have other stuff that I can do. I worked at offices. I worked a lot, a lot, way too much in different kind of social uh, organizations and done all kind of work there in different ways. But I, I don't really have like something that I can say, okay, you know, I have my certificate as a yoga teacher, but I also have a certificate to be X, Y, Z. I don't have that. 
and it has its price and it's sometimes hard and I sometimes forget it but on the other way yeah I obviously cannot be where I'm now without all of the things that I've done and I think that also it did help my recovery just me allowing myself to say okay career it's not that important doesn't make you happy I do want to find out what does make you happy and I just put all of my energy in that and in the end what I always tell myself when I feel this kind of stupid regrets about the past which is the most unhelpful thing to do I think like okay so now I'm in a place in my life and I can really tell myself I'm in a pretty good place in my life I think I do know at least for myself what is the meaning of happiness and I try to practice it as much as possible and I have much more space now to focus on study and on career and on building my business and I'm very privileged in this way that I'm able to do this not only from the financial point of view and living in Germany and being married to an amazing guy that supports me but also in the sense that I have the mental and physical health to do that that's also a really big privilege that I don't think I would be enjoying if I didn't spend a lot of years kind of wasting my time and creating gigantic holes in my CV in my resume so yeah that was that I think I covered all of the points that I wrote to myself plus a lot of other points <laughs> that I didn't vote and this is becoming like very long so I think that is more than enough for today and I really hope that next month I have already a guest on the show and I really hope you enjoyed it if you did so please write me a message or subscribe or Uh, give me a few stars and yeah just let me know in one way or another what you thought about it I'm also very open to constructive criticism uh, if you're just wanting to bash me then of course you can spare me that but if you have something that you think I can really learn from I'm very open to that I feel very new so that's a privilege I want to yeah to enjoy as long as I still feel like I'm new in this podcasting scene so yeah that's it and have a great day